1: Happy Thursday, everybody. Or is it a happy Thursday? Or is it a little bit of an annoyed Thursday? I was going to wait until Brent got in here to talk about this, but it's been on my mind, and Brent will be here momentarily. I'm sure he's caught in some traffic, doing some work, doing what he has to do. And I don't like starting battle. I don't like starting the show out with battles against essentially... The, show, the, the head honchos that we work for in ESPN, okay? But this whole narrative of one article in Sports Illustrated and all of a sudden, quote-unquote, NFL experts are getting turned off now to the fact of, does Trevor Lawrence truly want to play football? Does he care about football? Should the Jaguars draft him? Are you kidding me right now? Like, And I understand, right? Slow news cycle right now. We're about two weeks before the draft or whatever it is. So we got to find stories. We got to nitpick at stuff to get people responding and to get those reactions. And congratulations, ESPN. You put the bait out there. I took it hook, line, and sinker, and I'm chewing it up, man. I, My entire mouth right now is on the hook. It is stuck in my jaw, and you got a live one right now, ESPN. You got a live one. And this isn't just one person I, I'm calling out here. I mean, this is essentially the entire narrative now of the national media over Trevor Lawrence essentially saying there's more to life than football. Oh, I'm sorry. Was he breaking news for anybody? Like, Let me take you behind the locker room real quick. Let me take you behind the curtain and let me talk to you about football players. Is football important? You better believe it. We grew up playing it as kids. Um, You know, it gave a lot of people better lives. Like, anybody in that locker room, they love the game of football. But they also love other stuff as well, okay? There's family uh, people. There's faith-based people. there's, There's all walks of life in that locker room. And, yeah, football is kind of the constant that brings everybody together. But I guess what I'm having a hard time seeing is why we need to feel the need to Hit, nitpick Trevor Lawrence now and say, well, he doesn't really care. You know, if I was Jacksonville, I'd be nervous right now. Like, you know, Zach Wilson wants to play the game of football. If Justin Fields would have said what Trevor Lawrence said, what would we be talking about right now? Well, to put that to bed right now, if Trevor Lawrence played a game like like, like Justin Fields did against Northwestern or like Justin Fields did against Indiana, then, yeah, I'd probably have an issue with what Trevor Lawrence had to say. But guess what? Trevor Lawrence is the – without a doubt, unequivocally number one overall prospect coming out of this draft. So as far as I'm concerned, Trevor Lawrence has earned the right to say whatever he wants to say. And I don't get where this whole narrative is coming from of we got to question someone's desire to play football. Where was this energy when guys last year were opting out because of COVID-19? I didn't hear anybody say, oh, do they truly love football? They're just going to abandon their teammates over COVID-19? Why? Why? Oh, I'm sorry, because maybe some things are more important than the game of football, okay? And the fact that Trevor Lawrence came in the article and said, what does he want to do? He wants to be the best to ever do it. Do you need any more bulletin board material? Does he need any more motivation? He put it out there for you. Okay, so I'm not sure what more you want him to to say, what more you want him to do. I guess what I need from the experts and what I need from the national media is I need you guys to come out here and say exactly how much time he should spend in the locker room per day, how much time he should spend watching film, what he should say in press conferences, and what he should say in the quotes. because apparently we have a preconceived notion of what a quarterback should say, what he should do, and how he should be a leader. And it absolutely drives me nuts.
0: Yeah, baby, go get him. Way to walk in, stroll in a couple minutes late, and I can hear what Austin there, all the way down the hall. I love it. it We're is. not even in shock your mock time yet. Yeah, man,
1: let's get it. Yeah, baby. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Uh, you know, just c- calling out the <laughs> calling off the head honchos, man. Calling knew, out the mothers. By the way,
0: we we talked about this article yesterday. I
1: knew this part would come out about it. Oh, yeah, I thought we had a reasonable
0: it, discussion about yeah. about uh and, and I think it should be reasonably discussed. Mm-hmm. But I thought the article itself was phrased in the point where they they even set the table for this. They said, listen, we under football fans, they don't care about this stuff, right? They they, they just want football, football, football. Uh let's be honest. Folks in the building, they can sit there and claim they want this life balance and hope your family's well and they want your football, <laughs> right? I mean, well, yeah. they want you dedicated. There's yeah. a degree of that. But that but, they want the most out of your football, too. I mean, there's selfish reasons for everybody involved. They're paying you a lot of money. They want sure. the most out of you. I mean, it's the nature of sports and athletics. Heck, it's the nature of business at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, now, they have to say some things to kind of massage that a little bit. And And I'm not saying there's no sense of that. Everybody would love in a perfect world, happy at home, happy at work, working 16 hours a day, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But there is this thing in in football, and and football has set the table for this. It's like it's the same that goes with coaching. Uh, Not just football has done this, but coaching in general. It's like if you don't have a cot in the office, you're a bad coach, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's always been the thing. Mm -hmm. And if you're not there, let's just say you played for the – if you're playing for the Jags and Trevor Lawrence uh, or David Garrard or whoever doesn't show up till 7 o'clock, where you been, man? Right? I mean we don't quarterbacks quarterbacks are five thirty, six o'clock in the building, guy. sure, yeah, right. yeah they're, they're, Don't they almost have to be five thirty six
1: o'clock? The, well, the way offenses work and everything, quarterbacks are, are the first ones to show up and the last ones to leave. Yeah. That's that's pretty much the once again the preconceived notion of what we think about the quarterback position. But, but it's not always like
0: that. That's true. And, yeah. and guys like Peyton Manning and Brady and and so have put in so much work and have lived it and breathed it and and all that stuff that that they put that kind of work in like that's like a normal day for them. They want it. Th- mm. Do that. My guess is, by the way, Trevor Lawrence does the same thing. But it's just kind of an interesting standard to set. Like, I believe that if you found a quarterback that wasn't in there from 6A until 7P, then that quarterback would probably be knocked, um, in, in, a, in a sense. They'd be like, well, why is he working as hard as these other guys? But knocked by who, though? His teammates or the media? Well, I definitely from the outside world. I don't Chris. know how well the outside world would know that. I bet some teammates would even knock... Because especially veteran guys goes like, "Oh, that's not how I Peyton Manning did it, or whoever did it." Quarterback's supposed to be in here first, leave last, all that
1: stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a, you For the know the most time. I mean, Farb didn't do that, and he uh, didn't, uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Favre <laughs> didn't show up the training camp, man. Like, <laughs> well, probably, I think the offseason stuff can be a
0: little bit different,
1: but, but uh, okay. But isn't that another cl- classic example of well, do you really care about the game of football if you don't want to get better at training camp? Well, Tom holding didn't up? show up to OTAs. So, then why, the so then why aren't we chastising Tom Brady for not showing up to OTAs? I don't remember if they did. I think they
0: questioned it. They wondered a little bit. They said, Is that where all the stuff came out? Oh, is he unhappy and things are new? But, you know what I mean? See,
1: but my point is that we don't chastise Tom Brady. We don't chastise when Brett Favre did show up the training camp. Like, the national media doesn't do that. And why don't they do that? Well, because we kind of have a good track record of who Brett Favre was as football player and who Tom Brady was as football player. Equity. Okay, very cool. You have equity? Very cool. Sounds good. Let's look at Trevor Lawrence's equity real quick. The guy's only lost two games in his entire football career, it seems like. Right? Like, high school dominated it. College, even as a freshman, beat Alabama, dominated it. So, oh, I'm sorry, all of a sudden he doesn't care about the game of football because no equity's built up? Have you followed him in high school or college? Because I followed him in college, and he built up some pretty good equity in me, but now we want to say, well, he hasn't earned the right to say that yet. Nah, man, it's not how it works. Yeah, I, listen, I, there was
0: a. I, – I don't know if I've always believed this. I think when I was a younger lad, if you will, I would say, yeah, the way to outwork him is to punch in early and punch out late. Mm-hmm. I no longer believe that. I think there's – what are you doing when you punched in and punched out isn't just as important of when you punched in and punched out mm-hmm. i mean everybody works with folks that are there but are they getting anything done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. i mean and, and that kind of changed uh my mentality i was mean, old sports director was like i don't care if you're here 8 hours 12 hours 14 hours just get what we're supposed to get done done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. and i think that's the nature of um I think that should be the nature of probably everybody's job really but especially in sports and uh he if he has his own way of going about doing it now you still there's leadership stuff there there's there's some subtle things in I mean you can't just show up <laughs> you know yeah, and, and, hey, and some
1: people can just show up and still and still perform
0: yeah. but the quarterback can't
1: but listen right? yeah no absolutely but Trevor Lawrence be a leader for those guys in that locker room Okay, I don't need you to be a leader for me or the media yeah, yeah. or the national media. You you can do whatever you want to them, man. And, and, and I'm talking to myself and personally as well. I don't really care what you think about us or how you treat us. I really don't care. If those if your teammates in that locker room respect you and they go to battle for you, then that's all we need. I, I to me the the quotes they're just words, man. And, and, and how can you just go off of one article of words when this guy, in my opinion, has built up the resume that he's built up already? It's just it's. And I I get it. Slow news cycle. Draft right around the corner. We got to talk about stuff. Trevor Lawrence, the overall number one pick. I get it, but I don't get it at the same time.
0: Do you think uh, the Lewis Riddick stuff we'll get into maybe even a little bit more on this, but uh, of? Well, I I just, I mean. Well, yeah, I know. But do you think that's a fair question to bring up if Justin Fields had said This Would people be – because Justin Fields' stock has been all over the place. Then you have the black quarterback element of this. Uh, So would Trevor Lawrence, does he actually have enough cachet and equity built on his high school performance, his bona fide number one stock that he can go out in an article and say this, that it's less questioned, even though some question, but less questioned than a guy like Justin Fields – Whose stock is kind of bouncing all over the place right now, right? Yeah. Um. And and I would go from that angle more than the black quarterback angle, but I understand that is an angle as well. Um. I just think more right now that his. I don't know where Justin Fields is. Is he a top ten quarterback? Is he a top five quarterback? Is San Francisco going to take him? Is he going to fall to number fifteen? Like I really don't get a, a great feel for Fields based on these last couple of months. But I do think that's a fair question by Lewis Riddick. If, if a guy like Fields, who does not have as much equity or whose stock is kind of all over the place and viewed differently, if he were to come out in an article like this and say the same exact things Trevor Lawrence would say, I do think he would get hammered a lot more. Do
1: you? Um, I think he would, but not because of the color. because. I was one that said after that Indiana game, Justin Fields lost, like, I was off the Justin Fields bandwagon. Now, it wasn't because he was a black quarterback, it was because you made some boneheaded decisions. Yeah. Any, any race of, of, of guy could do that. I think with what Trevor Lawrence has right now, once again, he's built up the equity. Now, if Trevor Lawrence goes out there against Syracuse or Duke and throws three or four interceptions and they're horrible plays and you're wondering, what is Trevor Lawrence doing? Then absolutely, maybe we're questioning Trevor Lawrence right now. But guess what? Trevor Lawrence hasn't done that now, has he? That's why he's the number one pick overall. When you're number one pick overall and once again, you built up the equity. I think you have a right to say whatever you want because who's going to tell you differently because your performances speak for yourself. If you go back and watch Northwestern for Justin Fields and you go back and watch Indiana, it's hard to let those performances just speak for themselves because there is a lot of negatives to take away from that.
0: Yeah, listen, I found yesterday's article, and we talked about it this way. I knew this might be coming. Again, I'll just say that again. And I think any quarterback that would say it would have questions raised and people are like, what? What? Like, he didn't say, I can't wait to sleep at TIAA Bank and Jags headquarters and move my family into one of the meeting rooms? Like, he did not say that? (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, how do you not say that? You're the Mm -hmm. franchise quarterback, right? I I knew people would do that. I I think we had a good conversation about Trevor Lawrence, and I appreciate Trevor Lawrence for who he is, the fact that he's not afraid to say what he said. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't a guy 20 years later saying it. This is an article that sometimes people would come out and say these kind of things some 10, 12, 15 years. If Tom Brady did it, it'd certainly be OK. Mm-hmm. Look at all the equity he built up. Mm-hmm. He's doing it beforehand. And, and because that's who he is, he's not trying to be somebody else. Like that's, I think it's um, good stuff. I think it also does, does beg the question that we asked yesterday. Like, How long will he play? Will he be a 12-year, 15-year, 20-year guy in the league? Will he be an 8- to 10-year guy? Will he be an Andrew Luck that maybe calls it quits before because it's not? I think those are fair questions based on the article. Um But I don't think I, – I, I love that article because at the end of it, it summed it all up. And we talked about this on social media, and I read the the line. But it was when his coach was trying to get goals out of him at Cartersville High School. He's like, I want to be the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. I mean, end of story. Mm-hmm. It actually was the end of that story, but mm-hmm. it's the end of story with Trevor. Uh, yeah. And I think – um I didn't even think Jags fans were taking a bad look at that article, like taking it the wrong way. I just kind of knew the actual national media would jump up. I mean, there's a lot of shows to fill. Some sure. of the questions are valid. Um, uh, the- it doesn't scare me. Let's just say that none of that stuff scares me. And, and I appreciated the article for who he is more than, oh, my gosh, should the Jags be yeah. concerned?
1: I think that. When we look at last year with Gardner Minshew, we praised him because he was being himself. He said what he wanted to say, he acted like he wanted to act, and he was being true to himself. Trevor Lawrence is doing the exact same thing right now. And I think what what Trevor Lawrence said in that Sports Illustrated article, I think a lot of players would love to say what he said but they're not in his position. Yeah, I think yeah. Zach Wilson would like to say that. I think Justin Fields would like to say that. I think Trey uh, Lance would like to say that. Once again, not bringing race into it. You can be white, black, whatever you want to be. I think a lot of people would want to say that. Heck, me come on State, I'd want to say that. But no, what was I saying? I want to go in there and compete. I want to win a Super Bowl. Because, yes, it is all about those things. But once again, fo- football isn't who you are. It's what you do now it's a big part of what you do, but don't let it define you as who you are. There's a lot more to somebody than just football and Trevor Lawrence understands that. I think Gardner Minch understood that last year a little bit, and anytime people want to anytime these modern quote unquote NFL players want to say that there's going to be a narrative that says they don't they don't take the game seriously they don't they're not good teammates, and you should be cautious of those guys. nah man, everybody thinks that in the NFL locker room they just have the balls enough to say it yeah well, here's. You know, you just
0: brought up Minshew, and it just got my brain rolling real Mm -hmm. quick because we've had these conversations. You know, Minshew has oftentimes turned down endorsements and commercials and other things, but he also took some of those things, the stories. And I'm still not convinced, and as we go back into the Minshew story over the years and as more comes out uh, down the road, I'm not convinced that stuff did not rub some of the folks in the building the wrong way. Yeah. From co- I, I, Less players, more coaches, but maybe some players, right? Have you done enough? Have you earned that, right? Mm-hmm. That stuff. I mean, I, I really, old school mentality. Well, where does old school mentality come in? usually comes in with the guys in the coach's office, not really in the locker room. That's the old school mentality stuff. And so I I sincerely do wonder if some of that stuff was viewed and looked upon as kind of me, 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 and you're not fully focused and all that stuff. Now, that builds when you're not playing as well or if you're not playing at all with injury. Mm. But I think it's a sincere question when it comes to Gardner Minshew. The other part of that, is, and by the way, I don't think Gardner Minshew was doing anything wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, by, by doing what he did. I, I thought it was great, mm-hmm. you know? Um, And I don't think it impacted his play or anything else. Again, like no. it's like, can you go eat a salad somewhere? Is that going to impact how you prepare? Yeah. No. Not, like, not, there's no, 24 I've, hours
1: in a day. You can only do so much. I think his hands would have the impact on his playing,
0: obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Uh, but... I don't know the perception of him. This stuff might have had an impact on how people viewed him, Mm -hmm. I guess is my point. Uh, We are living in a different day. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. We're living in a world now where LeBron James feels comfortable enough to move to L.A. because he knows what's coming after or yeah. what he's a part of Space well, Jam and all these other yeah, things. And by the way, jam. we're in a championship.
1: I mean, do, do, you, do you care about basketball, though? You're doing Space Jam now. You, you and Bugs Bunny hanging out. Do you really care about basketball in the Lakers or are you just doing this for fun? Well, let me be less. I don't want to be hypocritical here.
0: I wondered about LeBron James in that sense. Mm-hmm. Is, is he all is he looking at that too early? And, and I also wondered more so. Less of that, but do you have to move to L.A. for that? You can do anything from anywhere right now, you know, yeah. in, in today's world. So yeah. I wonder, does L.A. have you have to go to L.A. to be involved with that stuff? Uh, listen, Philip Rivers had nine kids. Mm-hmm. I bet he had time to be a dad. Sure, and still yeah. study the playbook. You yeah. know, um, we do live in a world though where guys who are the players because of their brands are into a lot of different things that is different than say 20 years ago Mm -hmm. 25 years ago Dion might have been bo Mm -hmm. jackson might have been but not so many athletes right i think a lot of guys were you just never
1: heard about it because there wasn't social media yeah maybe
0: i mean you're right actually you go think magic bird jordan right Mm -hmm. i mean they're doing all they're doing some stuff on the side maybe to not this degree uh, again, LeBron feels like he's doing a ton of stuff, but the guy just came off winning the championship. For sure. How can you complain? Now, was it because he was in the bubble and he couldn't do anything else? I don't know. No. <laughs> right? I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. He use, use it as an excuse. Or was
0: no, I... he just at the time in his career where he could handle it? You know?
1: you know, it's like we talked about yesterday. I just think some people are gifted enough to to have multiple things on their plate at, at once. You know, we see this with boxing and combat sports where, you know, like I always use Ronda Rousey as a classic example. Ronda Rousey, there she was the biggest name um, in the UFC. She starts to do movies and everything like that. Her training, you know, starts to go to the wayside a little bit, and then she starts losing. And, and that's just, it's about how you balance all your energy. Yeah. You know, now, I think LeBron James is like the 1% of the 1% of the out. Liars, where it's like he can go to L.A., he can do Space Jam, he can do all this stuff and still win a championship. Michael Jordan was the same way. Michael Jordan's doing. Some, Michael Jordan played baseball for a little <laughs> That's bit, true. decided to come back <laughs> play basketball again. Oh, by the way, came back and absolutely dominated once again, doing Space Jam, doing all these extra stuff, you know, his, his shoe company, all that stuff, but still found the way to win championships. Not everybody is wired like that. Yeah, now, yeah. is Trevor Lawrence, is he wired like that? I have no idea. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. But what he's decided is, you know what? I don't have to be wired like that right now. I don't have to do all these extra things, or, you know, I don't have to go out of my way to give up these energies. All I can say is who I am, and I'll play football, and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. As as we continue to talk about it, it's fascinating, because, I mean, you go Joe Namath, I mean, right? I mean, there was extra stuff, right? It it really, it feels like there's more now than ever before, Mm -hmm. because brand seems way more important, but really, that's wrong. I mean, you know, it's as as old as the day is long. I mean, the is there's tons of evidence of players doing this. There might be more than ever because there's more opportunity, but there's tons of evidence. Some people went to the beach bars. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. What's, other up, people, what's up, Blake? Other people spent time... In...
1: Blake, I was talking about you. Yeah, I know, but Blake, too. <laughs> no, hey. I'm throwing Blake Boros in that conversation, too. I, I'm not going to go out by myself. I'm taking you with me. Yeah. What's I up, mean, Blake?
0: Uh, so,
1: it, it's... Uh, it's almost like
0: it would be okay if Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or any of these guys said, hey, I'm going to go do 12 endorsements in a movie. But if you say... Hey, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. Football is not life. It doesn't define me. If you yeah. say that, that's wrong. But if you say, I'm going to go do a couple movies, I'm going to make a, an album, yeah. and, and I'm going to do 17 endorsements, like, hey, good, good for you, man. That's yeah. great. You don't think that
1: takes up time? Or if you're just going <laughs> to have, have a lot of kids, you've got a big family. What are we we're supposed to tell NFL athletes? Hey, don't have kids. Don't have a family. It takes away from your football stuff.
0: Oh, I tried to tell Tiger Woods that. He didn't listen. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> could handle it. He didn't win for a while. Couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. yep. It is what it is. It's like kids go – this whole this conversation to me is like going to college. Mm-hmm. Some people can handle college and some can't. You know why? Because you have to manage your own time. And sometimes there's so much time you don't know what the hell to do with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Some mm-hmm. kids are good at it. Some aren't. Mm-hmm. And some figure it out a little bit down the road. Absolutely. It, and it's like that with players, too. Some can be good at it. Yep. And some, they might have to, you know – uh, work a little bit different way to get to, to World, the end.
1: And that's the thing. You can go in and say, like, I'm going to work hard in college and I'm going to do all these things and have all these quotes. But if you don't actually do it, then what's the, what the point? They're just words. It's just an article, everybody. Yeah. It's just one quote. I thought it was an awesome article. Oh, it was a fascinating conversation. I think
0: the Justin Fields conversation is, is a real one, too. I, I think that's a, a decent question by Lewis Riddick. More football talk on the way. A bunch of different things. A no-no in baseball. It's been a lot of those over the years. Uh, and two already in the Major League Baseball season. We're coming back, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
1: Austin Lane. And I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm spewing it in your mouth. Brent Martineau. you got doves flying and mother birds <laughs> all week. I'm, I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is why I teach stuff and don't
0: get to. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
1: Remember, now, people were questioning Justin Fields. People were questioning Justin Fields, and he hadn't said a word. People were questioning just how committed he was and whether he was going to be one of those guys who's going to put in the time to be great. If Justin Fields had said this kind of thing, what do you think we'd be talking about here this morning? So I'm just going to put that out there, and I'm not questioning Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, though.
0: So that is Lewis Riddick. Yeah. Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence. Again, I think a valid point to bring up. I don't know. I, I think there's probably an element of this, uh, as we said at the top, that has to do with the black quarterback. Sure. Yeah. I don't think that. It, it certainly isn't that for me. It's more the, the juxtaposition of Fields versus everybody else in the draft. Uh, I think if... I'll take a white quarterback for an example. If he had said what Trevor Lawrence said, it would be highly questioned as well. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. If Johnny Manziel had this SI article, Johnny Manziel was getting questioned anyway. But you get my point, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's probably a bad cop because I'm not saying Justin Fields and Justin Manziel are two of a like. Yeah. You know? I'm just saying a quarterback that we didn't know where he would fall in the draft, there's not a lot to be number one. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, – I would say even to Zach Wilson, if he says this, I think – We'd be talking today about the Jets, probably not, ta- maybe not taking Jet, uh, Zach Wilson because of what he said. Because yeah. I don't know if he's that much of a lock at number two, though, it feels that way. But could that drive some conversation away from, oh, Jets fans, I don't know, should you be concerned? Uh, so I don't think it's a, a black versus white quarterback. I think it's more the position they're in. Trevor Lawrence is an absolute lock. If Andrew Luck had said this coming oh. out. He'd still be the number one pick. If Peyton Manning had said this,
1: yeah. would he have lost to Ryan Leaf some ground? Maybe. I don't know. So let's dive into this. And let's go back to – because to me, the whole narrative about Justin Fields kind of went on a roller coaster of emotions started to me with Dan Orlovsky re- reporting yes, that, true. you know, uh, apparently there's a source. And did he – I don't want to misquote him here. Was it a scout? Or was it a coach? It was somebody associated with the NFL team saying that they thought that Justin Fields and I, I don't want to like speak out of place here, but like I think he was it lazy that they use the term or what was the term exactly? Yeah, I think just, uh, there was this connotation of lazy. Lazy. Yes. Okay. I have an issue with that. Now, I don't have an issue with Dan Arlowski coming out and saying what he said because that's what he heard. You have to report what you hear. I I get that. If you trust your sources, then so be it.
0: Well, he he got under fire for even doing that and not
1: vetting him out. No, for sure. But here's my issue with the whole situation. Let's go back to 2012. God by the name of Justin Blackman. Okay, he the the best wide receiver of the draft class, bar none, top ten pick for sure. But what did we hear after he got drafted? Well, some teams said that eh, he's he's kind of partying all the time and stuff. And is he really going to work out in the NFL? How come nobody broke that story? How come nobody told us that Justin Blackman there might be? Now the the scouts knew it, the Atlanta Falcons, the NFL teams knew it. The Jaguars obviously didn't know it, or they did, they took a gamble. But I didn't hear one you know national media member or one draft expert say. Be careful, with Justin Blackman Now there's a couple of red flags out there. How did the entire NFL know about this but nobody else did? Right. So this leads me to the point where if if Justin Fields truly, you know, doesn't take the game seriously, he's not a hard worker. That's all a fabrication because somebody wants you to know that. Someone thrown up a smokescreen yeah, yeah. because they want you to know that. With uh, Laramie Tunzel, I never one time said anybody. You know, Laramie Tunzel one of the, the highest regarded offensive tackles coming out. Not one time did I hear, well, be careful of this guy because he's got, you know, he's got a history of, you know, smoking marijuana and stuff like this. And all of a sudden on draft night, the guy's doing a bong rip in a picture. Yeah. Where did that come from? Right. I, I didn't hear one reporter. Somebody trying to sabotage him Exactly. You, or literally smoke smokescreen. Oh, no, for sure. But I, I didn't hear one person in the media but before that say, well, Larry Tenzel, there's a couple red flags with him. So this is my point. Like, we have red flags over Justin Fields. Why? Because some scouts said that. To me, that's all a smokescreen. It's to me if, if 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 a guy comes out and says, you know what, he's he's not a hard worker. There's red flags around him. That's someone trying to throw a smokescreen and say, hopefully he falls to us. That's all I think about that.
0: Yeah, and I think that happens, and some of that's a dangerous business, and unfortunately, these guys are pawns in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I, I think I. I It's a a wild question. Again, I'll go back to say it. I think we knew this was coming out of this article. I think he knew probably it was coming. I I love the fact that he was just genuine. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't PC. wasn't saying what everybody wanted to to hear him say. And that's fine. That's probably why he's reluctant to do a lot of interviews. I mean, he's been very quiet in this draft cycle, uh, knowing that he's going to be the number one guy. So uh, very hand-picked at what stories he he has done. And, And I have no problem with the Trevor Lawrence story, comments, whatever. In fact, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was refreshing. Like, I think it's really cool, uh, and yeah. it gives you a sense of who he is, uh, I, all those things. And and I think if Justin Fields was the number one overall pick, and he was coming to Jacksonville for the last four months, and he said the same thing, I would feel that way, too. Yeah, Like, I, I don't feel any different. Now, if we didn't know who was going to be the number one pick, if there was no lock and it's a murky situation, it's like, oh, the Jags going to take Zach Wilson, they're going to take Trevor, they're going to take Fields, they're going to take Mac Jones, and one of these guys then say that, mm-hmm. uh, then I might – I might – be like, well, okay. What does that mean? <laughs> you yeah. know, what does that mean? But I, I, I don't. I don't even know if it would really red flag me. I really don't. Yeah. I just think that's that's someone being genuine. Moi, like you said earlier in the show, more people are like that in NFL locker rooms. Few people have the guts to say it. Sure, uh, and. Especially as you get older. I think what makes it, I think what it does is it shows you the sign of maturity that Trevor Lawrence has, the understanding of who he is. That's what it is. Because you know who would say this? A 28 year old quarterback, a 32 year old quarterback. Not too many 21, 22 year old quarterbacks would say it. See, so to to me, it's a sign of maturity. I don't care what you think. I know who I am. You know, I know who I am since I'm seventh, eighth grade. Right. And I've learned about me. and I know it works. Who I am works. Look at my resume. Look what I've done. And I love the game. And I want to be the best to do it. Boom. End of story. Stop the conversation.
1: And, and, you know, the Louis Reddick too. And listen, Louis Reddick's an intelligent individual, right? I mean, this guy is, you know, interviewing for GM jobs. And is there a bias of the black quarterback in the NFL? You know, I think you could make up examples and say, yes, there is. But I don't see this being one of those examples. What I look at it is, if you want to compare Fields to Trevor Lawrence, to Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and Mac Jones right now, if you compare them to those guys – no quarterback more than Justin Fields has had a bigger floor in terms of his performance this year than Justin Fields. Simple as that. Yeah. If you watch the Indiana game and you watch the Northwestern game, like we left those games thinking, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, we were a little turned off by those things. Mac Jones didn't really have any of those games. Yeah, no floor like that. Trevor Lawrence didn't have a floor like no. that. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't have a floor like that. Even, you know, probably his worst game of the year against Coastal Carolina, it was still a lot better than, yeah. than, uh, Justin Fields' worst. So that's my point right there. And if you want to throw a color on it, then so be it. But I honestly think that the you know we don't have a good beat on where Justin Fields is going to go just because look at his season this year. It's been up and down. Now, there's really been a lot is. of up, but the down has been so far down, I get where NFL evaluators are coming from
0: let's uh, here's the other thing about Justin Fields who, who Fields has become a very interesting person in this draft mm-hmm. not just for this conversation not just for the Dan Orlovsky comments and and then what came out of that uh, he's interesting because of what you said, just the analysis on tape. Listen, I, I thought the Jags were getting Justin Fields. I was all in on Justin Fields. <laughs> I think a lot of what, people did. Well, you know, I mean, we had these discussions. You yeah. weren't as much all in as I was well, during that I time. I was until, you know, until the, those it, games. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana yeah. game, Northwestern game, you tried to talk me out of it. And I was like, don't worry, man, he's still <laughs> the guy. Yeah. And then I didn't, and then I shifted the focus because obviously the Jags got the number one pick. But I, what's a, what's fascinating in my own mind is, hey, Brent, how would you feel right now if the Jags were picking number two? Would you be aligned with everybody that's pushed Zach Wilson to the top? Or would you still be on Justin Fields the way you were? Mm-hmm. And I have not wavered on this front. I think Justin Fields is going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I also think it's going to be a hell of a quarterback class. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it's going to be really good. And I could go as far as saying I still think Kyle Trask has a good chance to be a good quarterback in this game, uh, in this league. Yeah. I also – I don't know much about the Stanford kid, but he's climbing well, board. So maybe he's another Mond one. People Mond
1: as well. Kellen Mond yeah, is up Yeah, and I there, have which... less
0: faith in him. I just yeah, didn't I see enough of the growth in college for Kellen Mond. So I'm not sure I would put him in that category. Mm-hmm. But – uh the, the kid out of stanford the trask even as deep as that i think they they have chance for a lot of success mm-hmm. like this is i have said before i believe this class could rival 83 when it comes to quarterbacks in the nfl mm-hmm. i think they're all pretty damn good uh i don't know which one will be the best i mean circumstances will probably indicate a lot of that mm-hmm. uh based on what team they're at coaching all that other stuff but health so i'm still a big fan of justin fields I really I, and I'm not convinced Zach Wilson's better than him. I'm a little concerned for the Jets that they're that locked in on, on Wilson. Now he seems to fit Broadway and in the whole thing. Uh I could see him on the Times Square billboards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um he's got the boy band look. <laughs> you know. I mean yeah. he he's he it could be really a gold mine. Like And I like the risk factor there, too. I think he's super boom potential. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just to make it clear, like, I think none of the things that have been said, none of the jockeying around for Fields – has me off fields. I still think he's yeah. good. I, I know we had those poor games. I think he's a really good player. I think he's only going to get better. The thing I would really have to question myself now is: Would you be going to the wall for him at number two if the Jags pick number two? And I was going to the wall for him. It would be an interesting in, conversation. In October, and November and I, I just, in just haven't sat back right and asked my question that question much because we don't have to. Yeah. But I mean, I seriously was all in just six months ago on Justin Fields. Four months ago, mm-hmm. and now I just haven't had to be. Uh, I, I think someone has a chance to really get a steal with Fields, and I'm still not convinced San Francisco didn't move up to go get him. Yeah, you know, yeah, so sure. we're not convinced of that. Trey yeah. Lance fits in that category. I just have less of a feeling about Lance. You have a better feeling about Lance because of your connections out there in North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, one other thing about the, uh, I don't think the black quarterback, white quarterback thing exists in the NFL. I yeah. think. I feel like we're trying to still make it a thing. Am I wrong on that? Should I still be? Um, uh, sh- should I be well, more aware of it still being a thing? I mean, look, look at all the great yeah, quarterbacks but, in the NFL that are black players. Like that's yeah. not a that's no. not a thing. Like it it seriously was a thing fifteen yeah. years ago, twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russell Wilson's an MVP candidate every year. Cam Newton led his team to a Super Bowl. I mean. All the way back to Michael Vick, who obviously played the position in an electric way that that few have ever
1: done. But let's go back. Okay, so let's go back to Lamar Jackson, though. Okay? Lamar Jackson. MVP winner himself. Comes out of college. Heisman Trophy winner, mind you. Yeah. And what was the narrative with... with with him i was not a big fan of jackson okay but what was the narrative hey let's put him at wide receiver yeah let's let's put him someplace else yeah right and and then i think some of the narrative was when he didn't want to work out with that stuff they're like oh well he you know he doesn't even care about it right like see to me that that could fit the narrative a little bit i think it could fit the narrative but i think we try to shape it to the narrative
0: sometimes and say "Are isn't that almost like an ultimate compliment at how athletic the guy is that they might see it People might see him fit in all these other places, and it might fit better.
1: But Brent, they said I I about it about Tebow, man. They yeah, said he should no, switch to the tight end. They, but they were making Tebow try to do tight end drills at the combine because you had the feeling that Tim Tebow was playing quarterback in the NFL. Well, because he Lamar, said, that's all I'm going to do. Okay, but, right? but nobody questioned that. When Lamar Jackson came out, it was like, oh, he's yeah. he, well, doing it on the 40 yard. Like, that, and, and they're kind of the same quarterback, Brent. Yeah, they're dual threat. Yeah, yeah, I'm not telling you that that doesn't exist with Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson better now. Yeah. I'm not
0: telling you it didn't exist with Lamar Jackson. But I also thought... The last thing I saw up close in person with Lamar Jackson that probably skewed my mind a little bit, and I wasn't advocating for him to go play wide receiver. I just didn't think – I don't know what he was going to be as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I wasn't advocating for the Jags to get him at 28. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I saw him play in the layer Gator Bowl, and it was ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad. It, it just – he didn't have a good game there. Sure. Um, and so that's what my recollection was, mm-hmm. you know, and in and, and the fit. And let's be honest now. If he goes to Jacksonville, if he goes to – Uh, I don't know, maybe it's Indianapolis. If he goes somewhere, Denver, he might not be a good quarterback. It's Harbaugh and the Ravens committed to him and then changed their offense around. They didn't try to get somebody to fit into something that didn't fit. You know, which we need to see more of in the NFL. Of course. Um, and they've put him in a position to well, be successful and utilize his skill set so well, And right? Cam
1: Newton was the same thing. Like, they've yeah. had to change the offense around for Cam Newton. And guess what? He went to a Super Bowl. Now, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he still went to the Super Bowl nonetheless.
0: And, and that's something, actually, if you take, again, take black and white out of it, people were kind of unwilling to do for Tebow at the time, right? They were yeah. a little bit unwilling to say, hey, let's... Yeah. Let's change this offense. Now, what they eventually did in Denver, because they had to play him, was kind of run some of that stuff. And they that's did. where they found success, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. All I'm trying to say is that Tebow and Jackson were both first-round picks. I don't remember them, you know, egging on Tebow to try to run the wide receiver, Joe's, because when he said he wasn't going to, okay, fine, he's a okay, quarterback. Fine. And guess what? Yeah. He still went first round. There was a lot of speculation, on Lamar Jackson's going to drop now, because he doesn't want to play wide receiver and yeah. stuff like that. But. So as it sits
0: today, though, do you think do you think that comes into play with GMs and coaches and everything the the black quarterback? I mean, Lamar Jackson's an MVP. No, Cam Newton was an MVP. Russell Wilson could win MVP almost every year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the game. I mean, are we? I feel like we've gone by that, but maybe some folks haven't. And just I, uh,
1: not just I have, but people have. I don't know for sure. I'll say this. I hope from a, a talent evaluation standpoint, from a GM or a scout, if you're really that stupid, really that naive to say, hey, I'm not going to look twice at this guy because he's a black quarterback, then you don't deserve to even have a job. I was going to say, then you're not good at your job, probably. You're I don't right? think it's, like I said, I hope it's not like that. I, I'm sure it's not like that, but it is what By the way, is. I readily admit that it had been like that. Yeah. I don't know what the stretch was and when that
0: stopped. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking that way now, then you're an idiot and a moron. You probably won't have a job very often, very long in the NFL. We'll be back. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. All right. So I wanted to do this segment. I thought this was a good idea today. Okay. So today, Tyler and Kaylee turned sixty. Oh happy birthday! Yeah. Nice! That's a big Hey, it's
1: a big age. That's a big age. A big age, Brent. What was sixteen big for you? Oh yes, yes sir. Driver's license. Well, I, 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 was, I was like 16 and a half. I got my
0: driver's yeah, license. Yeah, because you're going to get your permit. Like I said yeah, that, too, yeah. about Rhode Island. Like I, I, 16, I think, was when we could go get our permit. We had our permit for three months, mm-hmm. and then I think you could get Maybe it was six months, but I think it was three months. Yep. Then you could get into the license stuff. Yep. And then I, I got think my little, that's how it works. But down I got my here, light, man, yeah. you get your freaking permit at 15 years old. I mean, you're no, still. That's how it is in Wisconsin,
1: too. At 15? Yeah, at 15. I think it's crazy. Well, the permit where you can drive with with a one parent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we're one more. So adult. Kaylee's
0: been driving for a year. Yeah. Uh just about. Yep. Like she didn't go get her permit till a month after. Mm-hmm. Um so May, middle of May. Ty, we made go get his permit, he still hasn't got behind the wheel. Doesn't care though, huh? That's, it's that's so care. wild
1: to me. So because there me. are some that just chomping at hey, the bit, right? You're talking to a guy right here who couldn't wait to get out of Iola and just hey, let's go to <laughs> let's go eight miles down the road, let's go to Taco Bell, man, my treat. Like that's what it was back in Central Wisconsin.
0: All right, so here's where I want to go with this, okay? Okay, uh, we can do this throughout the show, but we're gonna launch it. What right What kind now. of cars did
1: you get them? Is that what we're going with it?
0: <laughs> no, okay. But what's the favorite car you've had? Oh wow because now i mean you're 30 something years old it, it was interesting enough i had a ton of cars when i was a kid really? i had a subaru as my first one i bought off my parents for like yeah. 500 bucks okay yeah. but then my grandfather was in like a used car he was a i don't know if he was a salesman for it or running the shop i kind of forget yeah. but he was in a used car dealership and so
1: Every few months, I would end up with like a new car. Like, <laughs> not not a brand new car, but like a used car. Wait, yeah. be honest. Would he buy them and then like take the mileage back down? Because you know, there's know. a way like, that he's there's that that probably a thing something back fishy then. going on. I, I'm, I'm not that's what he was doing. But I have no idea. I feel idea. Like, everybody, like everybody, I don't know what was going on, but it probably wasn't good. Everybody had a grandpa that would buy used cars and somehow rig it up where they can take the speedometer and move it back or, or like the, the mileage and move it back and then sell it for more. Yes. Everybody knew someone that did that back in the day. That was like a random thing. That was like buying Bitcoin now. Everybody was doing it back then. <laughs> so what? Oh, how many me, cars did you have? So I've I had, had a Peugeot. Have you ever heard of a Peugeot? I've never heard of a, For a couple of months, that a Pokemon? I took a, Go look it up. That's a, that's a Pokemon go where look I come it up. sounds like one, one. of the cars was this Peugeot. How do you spell that? D-E-U-G-O-T.
0: I had it definitely for like a month and a half and I drove it to school. It's I can't believe I drove it car. to school.
1: No, it's like a French car, I think. <laughs> hold, up, hold, on, hold on. I can't even find this thing. Hold up, I think I spelled it right. Uh, poo- this is what's coming up. You did hey, spell it right. You, the, the, you ain't driving one of these tell you that right now. Maybe no, you That's or, like, like that a new looking this one. you to go back to like Can a I 1990 a year? or 1985, 1985 or something. 1985. All right. All right. All right. Peugeot. I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what's fantastic, though? The new ones. Are, are the, sweet, they look like Lamborghinis <laughs> yeah. or like you I didn't know, know Porsche, they still made them. or Porsches. The old ones, not so much. The old ones look like just a, a box on wheels. Any of these? Oh about? yeah, oh
0: yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it would be embarrassing to go to school with it, and I just didn't care,
1: I guess. Yeah, it was four wheels. This was like the very first form, but and I now think, they're on their final form, which Cujot is a
0: lot like like I think it was an expensive car back in the day, actually. Like I think that's the way it was framed to me. Doesn't look but like it. But it didn't yeah. look like a cool car. To does, high school I mean, in like 1998, with, with, with all or five, to you, yeah. Five. yeah, I get college and high school so, mixed up.
1: So if you're asking me what my favorite car was, and and you know, like I, I told the story, I had the Escalade EXT truck that I bought when I first signed my contract. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I have been like get speech like a about that in guy high car, school though. You it, know, what it, I mean, it was man. <laughs> but um, if we're being for real, 1979, my first car, Lincoln Continental. Uh, my, my my grandpa was was a giant, like, mechanic, so we we bought one, obviously it was used. Uh, he fixed it up, and I get my license, and, like, probably a month later, when I get my license, pass my test... I take it out and the brakes go out the very first day. <laughs> the very first day I got That's my. That's like Lincoln,
0: the ultimate thing you're afraid of. Brakes go
1: out. Yep. So I'm doing donuts. I think I told a story before, but I was doing donuts in the parking lot because I know I know what to do. Man. At like, least you're yeah, in the parking. I'm, lot. I'm 16 years old. Well, yeah. And then I had a friend in the car with me. He jumped out of the car because he was scared. It was it was insane.
0: All right. Don't answer the question yet. We got two more hours to go. But I want your favorite car that you've had. By the way, Jags fans, you can win a chance to meet the pick courtesy of TIAA Bank. Just visit TIAABank.com. meet the pick to register each day through draft night. No purchase required. To enter or win for eligibility and other details, see the official rules at TIABank.com slash meet the pick. Historic night in Jacksonville coming up tonight. We talk about it next on ESPN 690.
1: With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day.